What's up, what it do, man? It's your boy, Dead the Gamer, a.k.a. Player One, the guy himself. And welcome to another episode of The Gamer's Den. If this is your first time here, this is the show where I go over video game news, tech news, and a little bit of everything else. And we start this thing off with a thing called Level One News. So before we get into Level One News, shout out to everybody. Appreciate y'all tapping in and tuning in to the show. If you're on the visual form, what's up with you? Shout out to you. Everybody on the audio form, what's up? Make sure I hit that like button and subscribe. Rate five stars if you think this is five stars. You know what I'm talking about. And if you want to know where these audio form, it can be experienced. The audio form can be an experience on, well, can be experienced on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, and pretty much everywhere else you can experience the audio experience for visuals we have rumble and we have hideout and i just i think i'm gonna just go ahead and put it on youtube so i'm gonna just go ahead and start with this episode and the reason why i'm gonna just go ahead and start with this episode is like well the show it, it, i started it on youtube you know what i'm saying i was uploading on youtube and all that and um you know the the show definitely went through a couple stages to get to what it is now especially on the visual side of things so I mean, it's only right, and then plus, you know, that's where the man of y'all is anyway. Uh, not really the man of y'all, but a lot of uh, people who experience my my content visually. So whether this is reviews, gameplays, whatever it is, most of these people and most of y'all are on YouTube. So I'm going to go ahead and start uploading these on YouTube, and I just want to let y'all know that. That way y'all just not like, oh, man, you just start uploading some random stuff on YouTube, and then how you upload it and just... Y'all know y'all gonna be sitting here like, oh, how you just upload that episode 100 something? What what happened? Y'all gonna be sitting there like this. Hold up. Yeah, like no 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 no. You know, just um before we even get to level one news, I just put this out there. Um, the reason why it's gonna be like a super gap, a super big gap when y'all go to the playlist on YouTube, the gamers then, and when y'all watching this one, this newer episode, more. Uh, clean content and stuff like that is because well business right you know what i'm saying it's business i got to be able to make you know i got to be able to make my shekels you know what i'm talking about so if you ain't sending me five dollars the platform gotta be paying me and youtube ain't paying me you know what i'm talking about just just keep it the k youtube ain't, ain't paying me so youtube ain't keeping the lights on over here it's any and everything else i'm doing it ain't youtube so that's why you gotta whatever but on the same note with me putting this on YouTube, some sound bites is going to get cut off. Music is going to get muted. So you're not going to hear what song it is at the end. You're not going to hear whatever, none of that, if I put a song at the end. So with that being said, go on Rumble or Hideout if you want a song at the end. You want to hear certain sound bites or whatever the case. Because YouTube, they you got, you got people who are copyright and all that. So if I hit the Kanye button right now, that's getting copyrighted. Cause it's too long so uh with that being said that's cool but let's go ahead and get into level one news let me make sure i um i got this up real quick all right level one news am i screened up all right yeah i'm screened up all right headline reads epic games so gears of war because it quote unquote didn't know what to do according to cliff Balenciaga. Hold up. 
Now, um, if you don't know Gears of War, Gears of War is a very popular game franchise, and it's a lot of games. I think maybe one or two spinoff games. I'm not too sure on that. Um, at the same time, I've played Gears of War, you know what I'm saying? I've played Gears of War, and it's a cool game, you know? It was never on PlayStation, so if you never heard of it or played it, that's probably why, because it was an Xbox exclusive. So because it was an Xbox exclusive, you got to understand that, um, you know, a lot of people have and have not played it, and they really don't know how big or how good Gears of War was for Xbox and Microsoft. So let's go ahead and get into it. Cliff, Cliff, lead designer on the first three Gears of War games, said he believes the eventual sale of the series to Microsoft came as a result of developer Epic Games, quote unquote, not knowing what to do with the future of the franchise. Speaking with publications and promoting his new memoir, Control Freak, My Epic Adventure Making Video Games, I might have to read that. Cliff said that once many of the core creators of Gears of War had left the company, Epic didn't know where to take the series. Since the studio hadn't shipped a game in a while and Fortnite had not yet been released, Epic needed a source of income. Okay. Hold up. Hold on, let me hit the doom button too. What the hell? Um, dang, Epic needed money. Okay, well, he just kept it a whole K with us. So, yeah, man, Gears of War... I can I can see how I after the, the first three initial games in that trilogy, they didn't know what to do. I can see that because, you know, it's the same thing with movies, comic books, TV shows. You taking a gamble when you got a hit, right? You take a gamble when you got a hit because you might have this grand illustrious story. And this is a, and it's a cool story, whether it, no matter the genre, sci-fi, romance, whatever. Right. You got a smash hit story. And you might have the first season, the second season. You might have enough content to break break down into three seasons. Or you might have like this story that could span into about three seasons altogether. And then once you complete that, it's like, all right, what do we what do we do and where do we go from here? You know, and it, and it's the same thing with video games, which is why you don't see a lot of franchises go to whatever, whatever, you know, Put insert title number four, insert title number five, insert title number six. God of War kind of has this issue, right? Because granted, they don't have the issue of where do we go from here? Where do we take the franchise? But the titling, like God of War's titling is really weird to me, right? Because you got God of War, then you got God of War 2, and then I think it's what God of War 3. But then after that, they started doing like God of War, uh, Chains of Olympus, God of War, XYZ. And it's just like, yo, just name it God of War 4, 5, 6, 7. And as you can see, it can still be a notable and successful franchise because its counterpart, Devil May Cry, does just that. Don't change the name. Don't add nothing to it. Just continue the story. So Devil May Cry. Devil May Cry 1. Devil May Cry 2. Devil May Cry 3. Devil May Cry 4. Devil May Cry trash-ass, garbage-ass reboot. Excuse me for the sensitive ears, but that shit was fucking garbage. Devil May Cry 5. So this is what I'm saying. Like sometimes it worked and sometimes it worked the other way, but majority of times or not, it, it may or may not work because when you slap that title in, you're going to be implying different things. And then the content is going to be the nail in the coffin for that. So this is where 
you all be like, oh, I'm not watching this. I'm not with this no more. Oh, uh, no, they, they they leaving from the original content. They they go in a whole different direction than what I thought. And, and then it's like, yeah, you're not watching this no more. So on top of something like that happening for Gears of War and the fact that, I mean, bro was saying Epic needed money. And if you don't know what Epic is, Epic is the the um the PC platform, the game store. So when when it comes to gaming, you have console gaming, mobile gaming, PC gaming. This is along the lines of PC gaming. So with PC gaming, you have Steam and you have Epic. These are the big two storefronts and or video game launchers and or platforms where people game on PC. So if you thinking about getting into gaming on a PC, just know that Epic and Steam is going to be your best friends because that's where nine times out of 10, if not 10 times out of 10, you're going to be buying and playing your games. Now you got, uh, you know, companies and brands like Activision Blizzard, where they got their own launcher and store and stuff like that. And you can play games like that too. But because Steam and Epic are kind of already ingrained and built up to where they are as a company and platform, that's not really necessary. So, um, but the fact that Epic needed money, that's kind of crazy, you know? So, um, but it did say before Fortnite came, I'm pretty sure Fortnite cured all that money, but, uh, cured all that money talk, but that's crazy. Um, like I said, I might give his memoir a read just, just because I'm interested in knowing what happened, but let's go ahead and continue on here. We have a quote, quote unquote, Epic had to keep the coffers full. They hadn't shipped a game in a while. The Unreal Engine was doing rather well, but they were growing and they probably needed the income even though they really didn't know what to do with the future of the franchise. Cliff, who left Epic two years prior to the sale of the Gears of War IP to Microsoft, said he received one phone call following the transaction from Xbox's Phil Spencer, who Cliff called a quote-unquote gentleman and a scholar. In an interview with Polygon from 2016, I'd I be trying not to... um say publications and all that sometimes, but uh, whatever. In an interview from 2016, Epic Games co-founder Tim Sweeney said the sales of the Gears of War franchise largely came down to ballooning costs with each entry in the series more expensive to make than the last. With such a large budget, Sweeney said each new entry will have to be a major success as quote-unquote anything less could have tanked the studio. Damn. What the hell? And this is what kind of what I was alluding to, right? Where when you're dependent on, like if you have a smash hit on you, whether it's a, a franchise, a video game franchise series, TV, movies, you have to outdo your last work. You have to outdo it. You got to raise that bar. You got to get up there. You know what I'm saying? So what happened here is seeming like, and mind you, Gears of War, if y'all think it was Gears of War, if you didn't play Gears of War and you didn't have the chance to play Gears of War, you don't understand. I've played Gears of War multiple times. I understood it. I was just upset that it was a Xbox exclusive. I think Gears of War would have probably been better if it was multi-platform because it's the same thing with Halo. I mean, but it is and it ain't with Halo because Halo is still, they still making games and you know, Halo has a more extensive catalog than Gears of War. But in comparison to Halo, Gears of War could have just been, it could have been Gears of War and Halo at the top for Microsoft and Xbox. But uh, apparently, and as facts, it's not. So 
when it comes to Gears of War, I mean, I mean, dude, those first three games, man, you just had to be there. Like, you just had to be there. That's all I can really pretty much say. Like, you just had to be there. The gameplay was on point. They had tournaments. Multiplayer was great. You know, it, dude, you just had to be there. If you ain't know nobody that had Gears of War back when it came out, you just, you out of luck, bro. I don't know what to tell you. You know what I'm saying? And even just to tell y'all, um, I'll tell y'all, I'll give y'all a little bit of homework, right? So Gears of War was a very popular game. Probably one of the best games Xbox had back in the day. So with that being said, I've been around for a long time on YouTube as somebody watching content and creating content. Soldier Boy used to have SODMG gamers. I think he still might have them. Don't know. It don't matter personally. Shout out to him though. But what I'm telling y'all is go search up them old videos. Them videos probably 10 plus years old now. Him and the whole mass of people that he got together as SODMG gamers on Xbox and whatever. They played Gears of War. Bruh, people like Gears of War was really popular so much to the point of back then at the point in time it was really popping and hitting like it was you had mainstream artists or very popular musicians no matter the genre playing gears of war so you know it's i don't know man i don't know where they went wrong i don't know because like i said i don't know too much about gears of war so at this point i don't know if they couldn't push or flush out any more content or if just the story in itself was complete when I'm, when I say complete, I, I'm saying it as they couldn't they couldn't wring the rag out and get no more juice out of it. Like, all right, this is where it stops. So let's go ahead and continue. As for where the series has gone under Microsoft's stewardship, Cliff said Gears of War four and five, both developed by the coalition, are quote unquote really really good, but lack some of the heart of the original trilogy. What the hell? He also believes the coalition may have painted itself into a corner narratively with players getting to make major story decisions at the end of Gears 5. The coalition is currently working on two projects, an unannounced title and the new Gears of War project, project, though whether or not it is Gears 6 has not yet officially been revealed. Both games are being built with Unreal Engine 5. Okay, so, so um, yeah, man. Losing the heart of what you made is a bad thing, man. That's it's it's a real bad it's a real bad draw, right? Because this is where your stuff starts to get watered down, the content starts to get watered down. Shows, movies, video games, whatever it is, they start to get watered down. And not only do they get watered down, but what happens is it just don't hit the same from the fan consumer's perspective. It just don't hit the same. And what ends up happening is people stop watching it. Then you get the news, viewership going down, involvement, engagement online going down. Nobody been searching for it. Nobody watching it. And it turns into a bad thing. It turns into a whole bad thing. You start bleeding money. And, and then it's like, all right, we got to stop it here. This is the last season. So this could be season one, two, three, four, five, six. It don't matter. Once you start losing the core of that show, a lot of times you lose that core fan base and then that core fan base, they just stay with the creators and the people who do it the right way, or they just stay with the source material. 
And that's kind of what's happening with um a lot of shows on Amazon right now. And in, in my opinion, with Marvel, just a little bit with Marvel, just because most people don't know who any of these characters is. Like, I guarantee 100% of y'all listening to the show didn't even know who or what a Moon Knight was. I guarantee y'all didn't know who or know what, a, when, where, how about a Moon Knight. I knew about Moon Knight, but I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I just know everything about Moon Knight. No, I didn't. I didn't know that much about Moon Knight. Same thing with DC. I'm a DC fanboy. So I know a lot more about the B, the A, the, the B, the C, the D, the E, the F list of characters, but I don't know that much about them. But I still know who they are, and I probably know the basis of their power. And if I don't, well, I just know that they DC, and I remember their name at the bare minimum. I'm not going to, personally, I'm not going to sit there and just, you know, act like I'm the know-it-all, be-it-all when it comes to certain stuff, especially comics, because I only know so much either way, right? So with Marvel, Moon Knight, The Punisher, or you could get away with The Punisher. People might know who The Punisher is. You know, they have movies. You know, The Punisher kind of been out here. You know what I'm saying? Who else? Um, look, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know none of these Marvel shows because I'm not a Marvel boy. Plus, um, Marvel don't really do too well with TV shows. They never kind of really did well with TV shows, let alone had TV shows. Outside of the old Hawk with Lou Ferrigno and the old Wonder Woman show. I don't know her name. Um, you know, they didn't have a lot of TV shows in comparison to DC. And I think we even talked about this before on the show. You know, DC, Warner Brothers, they are great with the TV shows. You know, they kind of built like that. Just the issue with them is they don't intertwine it with their with the DCEU as far as the movies go, right? So it's like how we got Ezra Miller, Ezra Miller as the Flash in the movies, but then you watch the Flash TV show and it's a completely different person, right? And then they go in a whole different way with, with, the, um, with the story and the source material. So that's just the issue with... DC as far as the connection, but when it comes to TV shows and people getting familiar with characters, Warner Brothers, DC, they do a way better job at that than Marvel. But, you know, at this point, I'll just be rambling if I continue on any longer on this topic. <laughs> but uh, let's go ahead and get into the next thing in level one news. Am I screened up? Yes, I am. All right. Headline reads. Embracer Group shuts down Square Enix Montreal studio just months after requiring it. What the hell? Right. Um, so this was the group I was trying to remember a few episodes ago. It might have been the last episode. I don't know. I do a lot of these. Um, Embracer Group. They've been buying everything up on the low. Like in between Embracer Group, Sony, and Microsoft, these three been buying up everything. So if anybody else is in the is in the draw, in the race, whatever you want to call it. They've been swiping up everything else that ain't been getting picked up and things that Sony and Microsoft probably wish they would have picked up. So this is uh, some news. This is this is important because, um, as you know, Square Enix is a big studio, big company. And some of their, you know, obviously some parts of it got acquired. It was formerly uh, Square Enix, I think. But nonetheless... Um, you know, Square Enix have definitely diversified their portfolio as far as gaming over the past few years with Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. And why this is important is because over the Embracer Group has a lot of IPs that are in charge of AAA games. 
Darksiders being one of them. If I'm not mistaken, Embracer Group has THQ Nordic. That is a issue for me because if this is happening to this, to, to the, the Montreal studio, I don't need this happening to the um, to THQ Nordic. I don't want this happening in THQ, Gunfire Games, nobody. I don't need this happening to nobody. Not none of them over there. Mm -mm. You want to know why? Because I need Darksiders 4, man. I need Darksiders 4. Listen, if y'all on Twitter, y'all know whenever I the chance, whenever I get the chance, every chance I get, like I'm TI, right? Every chance I get, real talk, no shit. Every chance I get, big money on this, I take something. Yeah, he said, I take your bro, I can fuck your bitch. I know y'all sitting there like, hold up. Hey, man, I had to go up one minute, bro. Paper Trail is one of my favorite albums by that man. But um, anyway, let's go ahead and get into the article, man. I just need Darksiders 4 like ASAP, bro. I needed that yesterday. According to reports, video game publisher Embracer has shut down Onoma, the studio formerly known as Square Enix Montreal, just months after its acquisition. Some staff will be transferred to Eidos or Eidos Montreal, another studio owned by Embracer. This news comes just a few weeks after Onoma underwent a rebranding process where it adopted the new name. Okay, so they got the new, so that's why it's Onoma. They they changed the name. Okay. Onoma was best known for its work on the Go series, turn-based spin-offs of popular Eidos or Eidos interactive titles designed for mobile. This includes Hitman Go, Lara Croft Go, and Deus Ex Go. Their most recent work was Tomb Raider Reloaded, which came to mobile devices earlier this year, and their future plans involved a title based on Avatar The Last Airbender. Okay, so that's cool, that's cool. Um, if you're on the visual form, you can see this day little logo right here. Well, not little, but you can see this day logo right here. Pretty cool, pretty cool. Standard, cool, I like it. You know, right to the point. Got the little colors at the top, you know what I'm saying? Cool. Somewhat appealing. But uh, let's continue here. Earlier this year, Onoma was just one part of a much larger series of Embracer's acquisitions, which included Crystal Dynamics and Eidos or Eidos Montreal. In August, Embracer proceeded to acquire Limited Run Games, Tripwire Interactive, Tuxedo Labs, the IP rights to The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit, and several more studios. Reports also say that the closure, uh, the closure is part of a cost-cutting initiative and that Eidos or Eidos Montreal will have projects scaled back and cut as well. Some of these resources will be redirected to assist in the development of a game in the Fable franchise led by Playground Games. Okay, um, so this is a big... So that information right there, right? That information right there is definitely something we got to keep in mind, right? Especially when they say projects will have to be scaled back and cut as well. This has been happening since the beginning of the pandemic. This has been happening since the beginning of the pandemic. When the pandemic hit, a lot of uh, studios, companies, they had to push these games back and even cut costs and cut things down. They done this like since the beginning of the pandemic it's basically 2023 2024 a lot of games probably would have been came out already or would have stayed on pace to come out whenever they was uh, targeted to come out if the pandemic would have never happened so now 
you know, uh, as far as econo uh, the economy goes, the economics goes, you got inflation. It's a, it's a recession. You know what I'm saying? It's a recession out here. Um, tech is definitely feeling it. You know, everywhere is feeling it right now. But, you know, a lot of these places, they're going to be all right for the most part as far as like the super big, big companies. But that don't mean, you know, changes got to be made and you got to weather the storm because, you know, you're going to lose some money, but not all your money. So with that being said, um, you know, they said it was going to put more assistance and development towards a Fable game. Fable was a big franchise, right? And I didn't know that they had or who I didn't know they acquired or they are in charge of whoever made Fable. So this is what I'm saying. Embracer, they got a lot of a lot of IPs and a lot of studios that's responsible for a lot of our favorite games and just fan favorite games and just things that are a big hit with people in general like lord of the rings and the hobbit so once again i need my darksiders 4 bruh where, where man where my button at hold up embracer i know y'all listening to me everybody listen to me you gotta give me darksiders 4 man i understand fable might be bigger than Darksiders 4. I get it. But it's Darksiders, bruh. Darksiders, we need one or two more games. The way that story been flushing out and playing over the few years, over the games, Darksiders, Darksiders 2, Darksiders 3, Darksiders Genesis. Listen, man, either this thing comes to a head in Darksiders 4, or we need two more games. And the last game better be multiplayer. Or if Darksiders 4 is that, then that better be multiplayer. Or it better be one hell of a game. Because I'm telling you, I need Darksiders 4. All right? I need that. Believe that. I need that. When it comes to games, I want it. I need it. I'll buy it. I'll eat your costume. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I understand. And I, and this is, and I hope y'all don't think this is just Embracer Group you know, maneuvering and doing things for costs and scaling some things back. This is everybody. This is everybody. And y'all just seen the first wave of scaling and cutting back and stuff. That was due to the pandemic, right? Like I said, Gotham Knights was supposed to be out a long time ago. You got another couple of IPs that was supposed to be out a long time ago. So understand that, okay, cool. We got the next wave over the next year or two of games that's supposed to be coming out. It might be another... It might be three years. That's me cracking my knuckles. Three years or four years because, well, not three years. It'd be four years in total. That's me cracking my knuckles. And uh, um, over the next year or two, so if you go from 2022 to 2024, this is when we'll get the other batch of games, right? And I don't know how much longer I can go out go without uh, Darksiders 4. I'm going to be completely honest. Like, I'm, I'm emoji finger close. I'm emoji finger close. Okay, to starting a petition, like, hey man, like, can I get an update on this game, please? I need an update. It ain't too many games I want to play, and it ain't too much I watch out here. I be focused on my health, working out. I be focused on you know doing my show, making my content. I be trying to you know I got my own life to live. I be trying to do things and plan stuff out and prepare for stuff, whatever I do on my personal time. And when I want to play the game and have fun, you know what I be thinking half the time when I be playing the game? Man, I wish this was Darksiders 4. So, um, hey, man. When I need my Darksiders 4, 
I need my dark side is four and I need it now. So um, get on that. Gunfire Games, THQ Nordic, somebody get on that. I need that. We need it. Us gamers need that. We need that. Like that's a, a definite we need it. All right. Now, mm, which one it is? Okay. Let's get to this last thing in level one news. All right, let's see. Am I screened up? Yes, I am screened up. Headline reads, what's going on with NFT royalties? Yes. Now, in it, we, we talk about tech over here, crypto and all that. Like I said, video games and tech for the new people. NFT royalties. Now, if you don't know, NFTs, right, usually uh, how it, apparently how it goes is when you mint your NFT and you get your NFT out there and you make a sale on your NFT and then that person sells that NFT, you get a kickback. You get some royalties, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, however much, how, uh, however much it's set to be. So apparently we got something going on with the NFT royalties and we and I and I saved this article to be a learning experience for not only myself but for everybody listening because I have some art and I and I do draw and I can scan it, put it into the computer and all that and sell it as NFTs. It's something I've been thinking about. And I've been thinking about it because well, you know, it'd be cool. That's cool and dope. That could be another uh stream of income. You know, I could start selling my art. You know, I'm trying to harness that that essence in that mode and that zone i get into when i produce these high quality pieces of art because i can just say all right yeah this is it's cool it's abstract but then it's kind of hard to say it's abstract because i don't even know what the hell it is hold up like i just get into a certain space within myself and i don't even think about what i'm doing to be honest i just draw and then when it's all said and done it's like I know, but then I don't know. It's like I turn into another person when I do it. That's for spiritual talk. All right. That like as far as turning into somebody else, that's spiritual talk. I'll talk to somebody on the spiritual level. We that'd be a whole nother, but that's all I can pretty much say about that. I, I could go into detail about it, but like I said, spiritual talk. So let's go ahead and get to this article and not waste any more time. In recent months, conversations around NFT creator royalties shifted as some platforms abandoned royalties for other alternatives. Not everyone is happy about it. We have a quote. Quote, unquote. Every platform had royalties about a year ago. Oh, it, dang, they didn't got murdered. It was all good about a week ago. They didn't got murdered. Man, then half a year passed and some marketplaces stopped implementing them. Oh, so it's a good thing I ain't, I ain't make my stuff NFTs yet. Okay, well, it's a good thing. Well, I got the physical copies. Let me tell y'all something. I don't know how to, I mean, I could, you know, just put it in the copy machine and do that. But um, yeah, I, I have the art, the art piece I was talking about. I got it in plastic right now. I got to get it framed. And I, I, I actually do need to hurry up and get it framed too. That way I don't damage it. Um, I signed it. You know, signed it my real name, aka, you know, Dead Gamer and all that. Um, you know, I dated it that way. Can't no, that once it do hit the internet, can't nobody lie and say, oh, I, I got it. Oh, I got it. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. 
And just for anybody who's interested in buying my art and you want to see it, um, I will put it up soon. I'll put it up soon on one of these social platforms I got. I'll put it up soon. Or I, um, like I said, I'm still learning, just trying to get a handle on the art scene and what's going on. But um, I, I'll put it out to the masses soon. I'll probably just sell. I'll probably make some copies and then put the copies up on the Internet and then just keep the original piece in good condition as much as I can and then go about selling that. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, keep going. Creator royalties were originally introduced across the NFT community as a way to pay artists for their work in both primary and secondary sales. In general, the content creator royalty is 2.5% to 10% of an item's purchase price. Most royalties average about 5%. Okay, that's not too bad. A lot of creators' initial income comes from primary sales, but over time, secondary sales can build out their income through royalties. Uh, okay, CEO of Fine Art Focus Solana NFTs said, quote unquote, it holds up their success and is very important for them to make a living. So, yeah, um, a lot of what because what a lot of y'all just don't and not even just this digital era that we that we uh, getting into with art, which is cool. But even in the physical art world, right, like art in itself, a lot of y'all think, OK, you just draw something and then like a lot of y'all think y'all just take a handful of paint, smear it, smear it across a canvas, and then you go to an art gallery somewhere and be like, hey, give me $20,000. Ah, uh, they gonna look at you and be like, hold up. That's not how it work. That's not how it work. It's just not how it work. You gotta go through a certain process and what you see as value may not be what somebody else sees the same value, number one. And number two, we talking about pieces. We ain't talking about something that could just be reoccurringly bought. So in the real world, when you selling art, you got to get the most you can out of that piece. And then that's it. And what if you only drew three pieces that month? Let's say you only drew three. You either drew, painted, charcoaled, whatever. You only created three pieces of art. And that's one of your streams of income. But let's say that's one of the, the more important streams of income that factor into you paying your bills. You, but let's say you usually make more pieces of art than that a month. So if three is below your low end, you struggling. And that's not going to cut it. And that's what a lot of y'all don't understand about art is that a lot of artists got to have more than just art as their stream of income and as a, just a source of revenue because, okay, well, how often am I drawing? How many pieces am I actually selling within a month, within three weeks, four weeks, two months, three months? This stuff matters because then you might go to, to a gallery or somewhere or somewhere, put the art piece up, and then you go there a month later and it's still there. And they'd be like, yeah, ain't nobody want it, bro. <laughs> You're going to be sitting there like, what the hell? You know what I'm saying? Like You're just going to be like, dang, bro, this is jacked up. And this is why I have been drawing, but a lot of times... I don't draw often because, well, one, for me personally, I have to be, I have to access, hey, bro, I'm not, I got to keep reminding myself not to give y'all that spiritual. <laughs> I can't give y'all the spiritual thing because it's more of a, a, a spiritual thing with me. Like, I just, yeah. So let's continue on with the article here. Royalties are rewarding creators. Royalties are, oh, my God. Hold up. Hey. My bad. 
Royalties and rewarding creators are the foundations for building long-term value. Shitty manga. What the hell? I cannot lie to y'all. It looked like this person's name is Shitty. S-H-I-T-I. What is that to you? That might be shitey. But I mean, it ain't no actress. It ain't no accent mark. No, nothing over. None of these letters. That might be shitty. Mangani. <sighs> what the hell? Mangani, CEO of Web3 Gaming and Development Studio, Fine Satoshi Lab, said, quote unquote, the creators and artists will work with platforms that value their work, stop their exploitation, and consequently empower them to create their best work. Fine Satoshi Lab launched a multi-chain NFT marketplace on Tuesday that enforces royalties, quote unquote, web, yeah, yeah, royalties. We have a quote here, quote unquote, Web3 was born in many ways to solve for the challenges faced by creators with centralized institutions that did not allow for fair rewards to be awarded. We would like to stay true to that ethos. So, yeah, that's what kind of one of the things with Web3 is. Just more creators and people who create things. They start things, build things to get the bang for their buck. And for more of the control to be in the creator's hand. The business, the people who really want to be on their business and do their business or the power to be more in your hands. So, um, yeah, man. So, we see here that. You know, we got a lot of stuff going on with the NFTs and that, you know, all right, it's going down with NFTs. The NFT stuff is getting funny around there, right? And, um, you know, it's getting a little funny. They said that, you know, hey, something might be happening. You know, they under a lot of pressure. I know we really couldn't get to it, but um, we I just had to bring it up. Just had to bring it up. So now that we know that, you know, it's getting funny over there in NFT land with some of these marketplaces and they rewarding the uh, numbers. Just look into it, you know, uh, look into it, you know, and I know a lot of y'all is in the position that I am of probably wanting to get into NFTs, selling your art, original art, original 3D art, whatever it is. Um, this just, you know, so let this be a reminder to all of us. Learn about this stuff before hopping head first into it. Do your due diligence and Get the information about it. See what the numbers is, the splits is. See, uh, you know, what the value is, how that system works, what it work on, how it's working. Was, you know, just to see if it got a good ecosystem and community with it. You know, that's the most important thing when it comes to NFTs and crypto in general is the communities and the ecosystems that these projects and these coins and tokens live on. So, you know, that was, you know, so keep that in mind. And that's going to do it for Level 1 News, the main topic. If you made it this far and you think this show is a five-star rating, make sure you rate us five stars. Hit that like button and subscribe for more. You dig what I'm saying? And if you want to monetarily support the show, the RSS page has that where you can donate via PayPal and or crypto, I believe. Um, Yeah, you know, stuff like that. And with that being said, let's go ahead and get into it with Level 2 News, the main topic.
So we have two things to go over here in the main topic. We're going to be talking about Sony and we're going to be talking about Elon Muskie. We're going to be talking about Muskie over there. You know, I'm talking about Elon Musk. Because um, if you didn't know, Elon Musk bought Twitter. I know y'all thought I would have covered it as soon as it happened. No, I wanted to wait a little time. I wanted to give it some time before I really covered and talked about Elon Musk uh, buying Twitter and stuff like that. Because if you've been paying attention to how it's been going, you know it's been some back and forth. One minute he wanted to buy it. Next minute he didn't want to buy it. You know, so it kind of seemed like he was on the fence with Twitter. And maybe because he might have realized some things along the way. He may or may have not. Who knows? Um... But, you know, we're going to see what's going on with Twitter. And we got some Sony news. This, this is important as well because, um, you know, Sony got their subscriber service and their business model as well. We got some news and we're going to talk about that. And that's definitely going to be important because subscription models in gaming, I still think haven't the, the sweet spot hasn't been found. I know a lot of y'all think, oh, well, Game Pass, this Game Pass. Trust me, it just you got to trust me on this one. It doesn't make sense, right? I go to work. I do this. I do that. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a nine to fiver. I do whatever I do, right? And then I decide to want to play a game. And then you're giving me access to play the game. But then the game I want to play ain't on here. So now I'm wasting my $10, $15, $20 when I could have just spent a whole $40, $50, $60, $70 one time and got my game. And could have just boop, boop, pop my game. Now, I'm adding an extra 5 to 10, 15, 20 minutes of just wasting time searching the game, scrolling the game, paying the subscription service, doing all this and doing all that. And see, a lot of y'all be trying to be thinking y'all balling and rich out of here. Oh, yeah, I'm putting my stuff on auto pay. Yeah, all right. And then, oh, when that auto pay hits you and you was like, oh, no, I needed that money. I'm going to sit here and be like this. See what I'm saying, man? Like, that's all I'm going to say. Like, bro, you worrying about the wrong thing, all right? So let's go ahead and get into this Sony news, man. Let's go ahead and get into it. Let's go ahead and get into it. See, because y'all thought, thought I was just Sony boyed out, and we ain't going to talk about Sony being trash. You always talking about Xbox. Hush, man. You know I got it, man. I told you it's a level. I'm transparent through and through. I'm not about to be favoring nobody. I'm, I might, I at least let it be known to my bias, but I'm not gonna sit here and act like X, Y, and Z or whoever I'm, I'm championing don't come with their faults. And ain't nothing perfect. Ain't nothing gonna be ever the way I want it to be. So it is what it is. Headline reads: Even though PlayStation is losing PS Plus subs, Sony's service still outnumbers Xbox Game Pass. What the hell? Hey, man, I've been telling y'all and I've been telling people for years, for my entire life, I've been telling people, get rid of that dang on Xbox. <laughs> like when I tell y'all something, when I tell y'all like this disdain I have towards the Xbox, it's it's tied in with a little bit of personal issues in it because the Xbox has been involved in my life on a personal level to where it's just it, it just ain't been good. And within the last 10 years, 
it really ain't been that good. And it's just like, bruh, I'll, I'll stab your Xbox. <laughs> I'll stab your Xbox, bruh. I'm not playing. Like, I, I just I just can't with this Xbox, man. But just to be transparent, Sony, they sell more. They have more consumer, more fans. They're bigger. They're better just all around the board to a degree, right? And it's not to say Xbox can't catch up because sometimes they have caught up. They just can't catch up and pull off. That's the issue with Microsoft when it comes to Xbox and their gaming and the gaming side of that company. They can't catch up and pull off. Once they figure out how to pull off, okay, well, then they'll be all right. So let's go ahead and get into this article. Sony's PlayStation Plus relaunch has been an interesting experiment so far. Some people are massively in favor of the newly updated service, which boasts classic PlayStation games as well as new titles. But there's also a contingent of people that are miffed by the updates that think it could definitely offer better value for money, especially in the more expensive tiers. New data shown in Sony's latest earnings presentation reveals that the number of people subscribing to PlayStation Plus has fallen from 47.3 million to 45.4 million this quarter. What the hell? The fact that this is the third quarterly decline of PS Plus subs in a row would be bad news in and of itself, but when you consider it also comes on the back of the PS Plus relaunch, well, it's probably left Sony feeling a bit miffed. Um, okay, so miffed is this person's favorite word, whoever wrote this article, number one. Number two, um, yeah, I know y'all thinking, oh, 47, 45 million, it's not that big of a difference. No, that is a big difference. And the reason why that's important is because it's the third quarterly decline in a row like yo you can't just be on a steady decline even if you got 50 million people rocking with you and this is what i was telling y'all about game pass being profitable you got people like mind you right stadia closed down all right cool everybody on the interwebs youtube twitter instagram reddit wherever don't know don't care Everybody was sitting there like, oh, man, Xbox Game Pass is going to see an increase in the next month or two because everybody that was on Stadia going to come to Game Pass because Game Pass is clearly better. Um, clearly not. What the hell? Clearly not. Because why? PlayStation's still doing better. Still doing better. And this is where just having the numbers will help you. And this is what's helping Sony in comparison to Game Pass, the Sony, the PlayStation Plus, and the Game Pass. It's just numbers. More people have PlayStations, more people do. So obviously you're going to have more people registered and subscribed and paying for a service. But like I was saying, because Microsoft is not putting out who is act, what's the active numbers. You know, they just keep saying or we keep finding out that, OK, they have X amount of numbers of people subscribed to Game Pass. But then they're not telling us how many of those are active, how many are just registered, how many are dead accounts. How many people stop paying this month, next month? And then you start seeing in the grand scheme of things with the Microsoft company that, hey, Game Pass is looking like it's not going to be profitable, profitable, but they're claiming it is. So I give it one to two years. We're going to see the truth about Game Pass because why? Okay, y'all not being transparent enough telling people or people knowing how many active people are. So just by numbers alone, okay, if Game Pass has 20, 25 
30 million registered users. Sony has 45, 47, 50 million registered users and probably, which means they have more active users than you, even if it's not the entire 50 million registered users. But because Sony is seeing a decline three quarters straight, what that means is they're losing subscribers and they're losing users as far as the PlayStation Plus goes for a reason. And it may be because it ain't no value. It may be because it's not value. But let's continue on and see what we can find out, right? But there's good news buried in this data. Sony just had its best quarter ever for subscription revenue. Per a tweet from industry analyst and all-around smart guy Daniel, Sony is Daniel Amat, Sony is making an extra 21% revenue per subscriber in the PS Plus segment. To put plainly, less people are spending more money on PS Plus. That basically translates as people are paying for the more expensive tiers. And see, this is where things start to differ, right? The tiers are, is what's going to separate it off. It's because what, what a lot of people not going to understand is when you have a business and you got a product and you're, or, or you're trying to sell something, a lot of people think, okay, we'll lower the price and more people will, will buy it. Okay, you lower the price, but then the same five people buy your stuff. So now, however much you lowered it by, you just lost out on your money. And you're going to be sitting here like, hold up. Versus if you raise the price, okay, those same the, those same five people come buy it, but now you'd have made two, three, four, five, six times initially what you'd have made because you rose the price, you rose the price on your products. Right? Right. So because PlayStation Plus, they have these tiers, guess what? If you pay for the more expensive tier, you're gonna get more bang for your buck. Now as far as seeing the value in that, that that's subjective because that goes from player to player. Once again, when you look at Game Pass, it's like, is it really that valuable? Now, mind you, I don't know if the PlayStation titles or the games that's on these PlayStation Plus tiers leave the PlayStation Plus platform, but then you got to go in the PlayStation Store and buy it and download it on your console. And if that is the case, that's still not a bad deal because that's how Stadia was. So it's not going to leave the Xbox. And granted, yeah, that's how Game Pass is too. But Game Pass, like I tried to tell y'all, they whole model is not derivative and driven by simply the model itself. It's driven by Xbox Gold. Why I keep saying that? Because since day one, basically, you cannot access the multiplayer functions of video games on Xbox without a Xbox Live membership. Now, what do you get when you get Xbox Game Pass? Xbox Live memberships. Meaning, okay, you pay your 10, 15, 20 dollars a month, mainly for the gold membership because you want to play Xbox Legends. I say Xbox Legends. Call of Duty. You want to play Call of Duty, Apex Legends. All these games that go online with your friends you want to play online which means you're going to do that and they thought okay and and mind you it's kind of smart on the end because why well now look you dodge a bullet in losing xbox live membership rev revenue because of the pandemic and now it's a recession instead of all of that right you ain't got to be like oh crap man we about to lose this stuff and then you got to come up with game pass in the middle of the 
in the middle of a recession. You ain't got to do that. So now what? At the end of the day, you just see it's not working for Xbox. Now, the fact that Sony saw an extra 21% per revenue per people and analysts out here in subscription tiers means that whatever they're high or they're offering on their more expensive tiers is that now i know y'all gonna say oh you skipping over the fact that it's like that with playstation playstation now too no it's not i'm not because what you got to remember is sony didn't start charging people to access video games online multiplayer features or whatever since the life cycle of the playstation 4 so everything prior to the playstation 4 it was never like that so mind you all this money and all this progress y'all thinking is whatever made no 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 this is just extra hence the word extra like oh shit. my bad i hit the mic and it fell out my uh and it fell into my lap my bad my bad i know y'all was sitting there like hold up yeah but um you know we for real and we live in effect you know what i'm talking about so uh as i was about to do Right here, I'm going to highlight it on visual form. If you're on the audio form, I'll just tell you. So, it says Sony is making an extra 21%, an extra 21% revenue per subscriber in the PlayStation Plus segment. This would be why. Because whatever they're offering is worth it. So, let's go ahead and get into it. So even if we're all annoyed that there aren't any PS1 games coming to the PS Plus Premier tier, or even if people are a bit irritated that the only day and date games are third party, uh, third party games like Stray, the numbers are in Sony's favor. A lot of PS Plus subscribers have converted to, to either the extra or premium tiers. Okay, so that's that'd be one of the things separating the PS Plus from Game Pass, right? If people are leaning towards the higher paid tiers, Game Pass got to come up with something else. They got to come up with something else. Reason being is because you could just pay the regular $10 and just get your access to online and you're good to go. That's all most people care about anyway. Oh, I want to play online. I want to play online. I want to play online. That's all y'all care about anyway. So, all right, cool. You don't want nothing else. Oh, well, I get Ultimate. Why do you need Ultimate? You don't even need Ultimate with the Game Pass subscription model. You don't even need it. PlayStation ain't perfect too, because guess what? If you just want the bare minimum, that's not you're not even going. It's not even going to be worth it, because it's seeming like by data and numbers, more people are saying no, 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 no. That's cool, but you're better off just paying for the the extra and the premium tiers and the higher up stuff, because you'll get more than that plus what you're looking for. So let's continue on in the article. Whichever way you cut it, the facts remain: PS Plus is more popular with consumers than Xbox Game Pass. Hold up. What the hell? Uh, hold on. What button was that other one? I ain't I gotta redo my buttons. I gotta redo my buttons. Uh, man, hold on. One. Right here. Game over. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Xbox, it ain't cutting it. <laughs> Right. Most the most recent update about Game Pass is from January this year, where we learned the service has over 25 million subscribers. This is for a console ecosystem that holds about 63 million, 63 million consoles. Xbox Gaming generated an eye-watering 
total revenue of $16.28 billion for Microsoft during the calendar year of 2021, with Game Pass being responsible for 18% of this. So even though the numbers are lower than Sony's PS Plus subs, overall the profits earned from these subscription services are not to be sniffed at. Right, and that's what I keep saying, right? They're not ever going to get rid of these subscription services. Let me tell you something. They made $16 billion. We talking about bees, big bees, all right? That's a lot of money. I ain't getting rid of this. It's a lot of money. So, you know, uh, you got to understand, man. It's just it's just how the cookie crumble, man. We learned last month how much Xbox and PlayStation spend to get games on their service. Thanks to a listing from the publisher behind Ark Survival Evolved, the game PlayStation Plus for members to claim for five weeks between March 1st and April 4th, and per the information above, we know that Sony secured the game for $3.5 million in that time frame. Microsoft, meanwhile, paid slightly less with a $2.5 million ticket to feature the game on Game Pass for the first half of 2022, and then a further $2.3 million to bring ARC 2 to the service when it launched in 2023. So this that's where the damage is going to be at, right? Because that was kind of the thing with um, with Google Stadia. How much is Google or the Stadia team going to dish out for games to get on the platform? And that was the issue, right? When, as we've just went over in the article, you can just do this with the big dogs, right? But here's the thing. Cloud gaming is going to be the future regardless whether you like it or not. And that's essentially what the streaming services is. Now, not the streaming services, but uh, the subscription services is. This is basically what they are. Now, yeah, you could download some stuff. Yeah, you can do whatever. Okay, cool. But what happens when you can make more money from streaming? Like, what happens then? I want y'all to answer me this or think about this. What happens when Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo don't really need to make hardware anymore or see about getting hardware made for a console right like what what happens then when you just got to make a one-stop shop for everything and then you're good to go what happens then right what happens then do you just continue to make stuff or you don't now whenever this will happen on the timeline i don't know exactly but will it happen yeah i'm sure i'm sure of it i'm pretty sure we're going to have, like, the only way to play games at some point is with a subscription service. At some point, I am con I'm convinced of it. Now, it might not be everything and everybody, but I'm sure it'll happen. But uh, before this episode get too long, let's go ahead and move on over to Elon Musk. Shout out to Elon Musk with this Twitter situation and the Twitter debacle, right? So, headline reads. It's been fun, Twitter. I'm out. Hold up. Eight celebrities who might quit the site after Elon Musk's takeover. So if you don't know, Elon Musk has a lot of people talking right now about what they would and wouldn't pay for Twitter. Right? And this is kind of what this article is going to touch on. And this is important because, you know, a lot of people... You know what's funny? It's it's the cool to hate thing, right? A lot of people in some people in, in social circles might be like, oh, Twitter lame, Twitter this, Twitter that. But Twitter is where it'd be popping at. 
Like Twitter is where it's at. And, and, and mind you, take this from somebody who grew up and got to experience all of these social medias as they were created and put out. Twitter is better than damn near everything. It's almost better than everything. It's, if not, it's top three. It's top three, hands down. Like it used to be Facebook, like bro, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, face, yeah, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, Tumblr. All right, that's five right there. Tumblr ain't ain't all that no more. I don't care about Snapchat. I said fuck uh Facebook, excuse me for the sensitive ears. Instagram is all right. Twitter, where it's at. Me personally, I lean more towards towards Twitter. Why I say Twitter is where it's at because Twitter is the one place where like. You can really have conversations with folks. You could like you could do a lot with Twitter. And then Twitter always kind of like remained the same. Like, yeah, Twitter changed over the years, and or they'd be like, hey, look, I got a new I got new bills and whistles, check me out. But then it's like Twitter always kind of stayed the same. You know, it's just it's just new people on Twitter now. And then people get older on Twitter. And then you're gonna have hashtags where people reminisce at the times, like, man, y'all remember Twitter after dark. Y'all remember this on Twitter. Y'all remember when Twitter used to look like this? Right. Like y'all don't even remember when Instagram used to uh used to be the brown photo. It had, it had the brown icon. No, it always been this pinkish purple. Nah, 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 bro. It, it used to be a brown icon. Twitter used I mean Instagram used to look retarded as hell. Excuse me for the sensitive ears. But um yeah, man. So let's go ahead and get into this article and see what people talking about and why they may or may not be leaving Twitter. Elon Musk, Elon Musk pledged to make getting rid of spam accounts one of his main priorities after buying Twitter. But there's another mounting exodus that he perhaps did not intend. Uh, okay, they talking about, you know, SpaceX. Uh, no, we want Twitter. <laughs> we want Twitter. All right. While Twitter could, before too long, welcome back some of his most infamous banned accounts. Among them, uh, okay, no, 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 we don't. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah no, skip, skip. The way they did this article is mad weird. I'm not going to lie to y'all. It's structured weird on the web page. It's not the article itself. It's just the structure and on the web page. It's kind of weird. But uh, nothing. But nonetheless, they have a list of people who uh, or a couple celebrities who say they might leave Twitter if certain things happen. So we have a list of celebrities who may be uh, leaving Twitter. First up is Stephen King. Or Stephen King, but nonetheless, Stephen King, he um he might be somebody to leave, and we have a quote from him, and or a tweet from him, where he said twenty dollars a month to keep my blue check, fuck that, they should pay me, and he tweeted that to his seven million followers. What the hell? If you don't know, Elon Musk presented, hey man. In order to be verified, we might be considering making people pay $20 a month for that blue check. Now, why is this blue check important? Well, the blue check lets everybody know that, hey, this is the real person. This is the real account of said person. You have a lot of people impersonating celebrities. And at this point, and y'all can see this on Instagram, you got people impersonating regular people. This is how ridiculous people are in today's world. People are impersonating regular people. Like, bro, I came across an account, right, on Instagram the other day. I'm like, oh, dang, look at this girl right here. She look good. She attractive. 
dang, look at that brown skin. And she thick as fuck. I'm like, hey, who is this? Bro, why type in her her uh thing on Instagram in the search bar and like five profiles came up. I was sitting there like, hold up. I'm like, hold up. I'm like, wait a minute. And bro, this chick ain't famous. She don't do nothing. She just got a gang of followers and people. I'm like, bro, this is out of pocket. But this is the type of stuff that's happening on the internet. Same thing on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all kinds of stuff. You got bot accounts. You got fake accounts. You got people making fake accounts and they do this and they act as if they are that person. And this is mainly what the blue check is for. Elon Musk is presenting that, hey, we might have, might have to charge y'all for this blue check. And um, apparently Stephen King also said, if that gets instituted, I'm going like Enron, whoever that is. He said, we need, and then, um, oh yeah, and then Elon Musk replied and said, we need to pay the bills somehow. And apparently he also said, Twitter cannot rely entirely on advertisers. How about $8 an hour? And apparently, according to this article, Musk has since confirmed the company will charge $8 a month as part of a Twitter Blue membership. Okay, so before we continue on the list, Twitter has been moving towards this subscription model thing. I don't really know if a lot of y'all been paying attention, but Twitter has been moving to this subscription model and it's not bad, but at the same time, if you somebody with a lot of followers on Twitter, you you could be able to make something of it. You know, have people subscribe to see your exclusive tweets. So you could drop some game to your followers, but if they ain't subscribed to your page or nothing like that, then they won't or or anything like that, then they um they won't be able to see it, you know, unless somebody steal your tweet and run off with your tweet. But, you know, um I just give my opinion on must and discharging for blue checks and all that and subscriptions on Twitter. I don't think it's bad, but I also understand this is just where social media has gone. It's all subscription based, everything monetized. So if you somebody that do do something on, a, I say a do do, you do something on social media, you, you know, you charge like pretty much at this point, every social media platform has some type of subscription tier or you could create a subscription tier or model for your content and your page. Now, this is going to give everybody a false sense of entrepreneurism, which has been going on for a while now, just for the simple fact that everybody thinks they are entrepreneur just because they put it in their thing. You're not, um, you know, and, you know, everybody want to sell something. In the, re the be in the reality of it is people want to make money. Everybody wants to make money. You know what I'm saying? Everybody want to make money. First of all, nobody wants to be poor. Like, let's get that straight. Nobody wants to be poor. Who, If you wake up, stare at the ceiling and be like, I want to be poor. Stay away from me. All right? <laughs> I ain't even playing, bro. I'm not playing. What the hell? So, um, yeah, as far as Twitter, I mean, we talking about the verified badge. So, I don't think that's bad. But if Elon Musk is sitting out here saying, look, Twitter cannot rely on advertisers alone then that means under Elon Musk, Twitter's days are numbered. Now, I know y'all like how would Twitter been, been. Well, that's because it's not because of Elon Musk, but if based on him, right, we talking about a billionaire. 
So he didn't build up Tesla, SpaceX. Like he didn't build up million billion dollar companies, a, a part of million billion dollar companies. So I'm gonna take this as like, all right, Twitter just might be going down the shit. Excuse me for the sensitive is, but it might be going down the drain, down the shitter, as some people like to say. Cause um if Twitter already couldn't rely on advertisers, then who knows how long this thing really would have lasted. And would Twitter have sold for over a billion dollars? Yes, easy. Twitter was way Twitter is is great, bro. Like y'all really underestimating Twitter because a lot of y'all just said, Oh, I ain't gonna be on Twitter. I ain't gonna do, do Twitter. All right, cool. Your ass wasn't on Twitter, excuse me, for the sensitive ears. You wasn't on Twitter, but everybody else was on Twitter watching everything from the news to full-on porn. And just because I said a lot of hot button, hot topic, sensitive people words, send me five dollars because this might not get monetized again. <laughs> um, so that's my thing on that. I wouldn't mind paying eight dollars for my for my blue verify check. That way y'all know I'm the real dev the gamer, I'm the real one. Because I'm already doing enough and too much just to make sure I got everything that got to do with my name. I, I got it. I bought it. Cleared it. Own it. All kinds of stuff. Like, I told y'all. Y'all think I'm just behind the scenes just staring at this shit all day. No. I'm sitting here trying to get some money, make some money, do something. I'm putting money behind certain things. I'm trying to acquire stuff. That way, it's all going to come back to me. That way, when you search me up and people search me up, it's okay. All you got to do is put Dev the Gamer on the Googles or on the Bing, and it's, oh, there it go. Boop, 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 boop. Like, you know what I'm saying? So let's uh, let's go ahead and continue on here in the article, see who else said they was going to be leaving. Apparently, we have Tony Braxton. Tony Braxton, she's a, a famous singer. She's a popular singer, if you don't know who that is. And she apparently has something to say about this and may leave. Her tweet and her tweet reads, I'm shocked and appalled at some of the quote unquote free speech I've seen on this platform since its acquisition. Hate speech under the veil of quote unquote free speech is unacceptable. Therefore, I am choosing to stay off Twitter as it is no longer a safe space for myself, my sons and other people of color. What the hell? Um, she might be referring to reports of the n-word going up in 500 percent in usage on twitter since elon musk is back and this is the thing about freedom of speech i just wanted to tell you all this when it comes to all social media platforms there is no freedom of speech on any of these social media platforms it's all a lie i know y'all sitting there like hold up no it's it's all a lie it's all a lie you got a lot of people moving over to Rumble or coming to Rumble because, oh, well, I can I can say stuff on here that I can't say on YouTube. Yeah, that's true. But then guess what? I'm still over here. Some of my videos not getting monetized for various reasons. For whatever reason, I don't know. But you want to know what's so funny? I recorded certain episodes purposely and or intentionally, and then it's proven. So, yeah, I might have a handful of videos that have not been monetized on Rumble for various reasons. But at the same time, it's like freedom of speech, bruh. 
bro, it's just it's not it's not ever gonna be 100% total freedom of speech on any of these social media platforms. I told y'all in the theorycraft episode, going against the establishment is not gonna bear any fruit nine times out of ten. You have to create and make your own platform. You have to do that. You gotta make it create your own platform. This don't mean get on somebody else's company uh, app and then make your own page and then say, hey, this is my platform. Because as soon as they ban you, why y'all ban me? How they going to ban your platform? You just got to make it make sense, man. That's, that's all I'm saying. But um, yeah, freedom of speech does not exist on any of these social media platforms because you'll either get attacked by the establishment or you'll get attacked by the people in the form of socialism. And because it's all a numbers game, it'd be little old you versus the hundred thousand people on the social media platform reporting your account, attacking your account, attacking you, doxing you, all this stuff. You done lost your job. You didn't did this. You didn't did that. And it's like, bro, it wasn't even all that serious, which is true. But because a hundred thousand plus people thought it was that serious. Now your life is in shambles. You ain't got no job. And now you and your kids is about to be homeless because, well, freedom of speech. Next, we have Sarah Bareilles. Um, I probably didn't butcher her last name. Apparently, she's won a Grammy. I have no idea who this person is. And her tweet reads, Welp, it's been fun, Twitter. I'm out. See you on other platforms, peeps. Sorry, this one's just not for me. With the heart emoji and the prayer hands. So she's like, yep, I'm up out of here. She gone. Next, we have Eric Idle. Uh, let's see. Monty Python, favorite idol echoed King's cons- favorite idol echoed King's concerns about must payment proposals. Uh, his I have no idea who this Eric Idle person is. I honestly don't know who this person is. Um, oh, apparently per- this person is 80 years old. All right, well, they old. And they tweet reads, I'm sure Elon will want to start making his money back. But if he charges me to entertain you and he lets the orange monster back. <laughs> he said the orange monster, bro. Hold up. He said the orange monster. Oh, shit. That's funny. Oh, that's funny. If he lets the orange monster back, I think I may decline. I say go back to Pith Online or Pyth Online where I first did this in the 90s. Um, bruh, if, if you hear this, it's not the 90s no more, bruh. Nobody's going there. <laughs> uh, I'm going to just go ahead and let you know right now. Nobody's going there, bruh. You made me laugh, but uh, uh, I'm not going to that, bruh. It's not the 90s no more. Next, we have LeBron Goat James. Yes, we have Legoat James. I have bias. All right, Legoat James. Um, do we have his tweet? Oh, they ain't do the goat justice and have his tweet, so I gotta read the quote. Um, okay, he has fifty-two million followers on Twitter, and apparently, some of his tweets said, "I don't know Elon Musk," and to be honest. I could care less who owns Twitter. What the hell? But I will say that if this is true, I hope he and his people 
take this very serious because this is scary. So many damn unfit people saying hate speech is free speech. Okay, so he dying on the same hill as Tony Braxton. Um, he, he going out on the same sword as Tony Braxton with the free speech, hate speech thing. Um, here's the funny thing about coins, man. It's always two sides to a coin, right? And here's the thing about balance. You can't have the good without the bad and the bad without the good, right? It's, it's never going to be this 100% utopia. And LeBron, I'll mess with you, bro. Don't, don't take this as a jab. I know this is going to come across your desk and your table. Do not take this as a jab. We from the same side of town, bro. We from the same city. Do not fucking do me, bro. Do not fucking do me. We from the same side of town, bro. We from the same city. Do not fucking do this, bro. You hear me? Don't fucking do it. I got bias. You know how the motherfuckers, you, excuse the language for the scissors, you know motherfuckers be tweaking. Hell, I champion you out here. All right? Don't, don't try and do me. This is just my opinion on this one thing. This is where we can disagree at, but we can still do business, okay? All right? I know I wasn't looking at you in the camera because I'm staring at your tweet. I'm staring at your words. All right? Don't be trying to do me. The reason why I'm staring at your words is because as I was saying, there's two sides. You can't have the good without the bad and the bad without the good. There has to be a balance. And unfortunately, some people think a 100% utopian world is the end all be all and how you keep everything great and happy. And that's how the world will succeed. I'm here to tell you, no, it's not. I am the God Libra himself, the God of all balance. Let me tell you something. When I tell you that this world as it is right now is out of balance, it's out of balance. Meaning there's not the same amount of good and the same amount of bad going on. It's lopsided. It's not It's not where it need to be at. So therefore, when it comes to Elon Musk charging people on Twitter, all right, that's one thing. Some people can be like, oh, okay, that's cool. But then it comes to the hate speech. Well, I mean, look, bro, what... What else do you want to be happening? Do you want to be able to say whatever you want to say and or need to say to the masses of the people? Or do you want to sit here and be like, okay, well, I'll shut up because them people saying mean things over there. If if we can stop them from saying mean, if if me not speaking up and saying anything for myself and or the people that need to be spoken for, is that's what it has to be done to stop them from saying mean things. Okay, I'll do it. Hold up. Hey. I'm not with that personally, and I'll never be with that. I'm going to say what I need to say, how I'm going to say it at any given time, at all times. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Listen, I'm going to offer up the same options and ways to handle it. So I'm going to offer the same solutions that I've offered everybody in my life. We can either talk about it like men, fight about it like men, or we can both shut the fuck up. And keep it moving because it ain't that serious. I'm going to offer that to everybody. And when I say we can talk about it like men, that means we reach a solution. So with that being said, um, LeBron, bro, like I said, we from the same side of town. I rock with you. I fuck with you. You the, you the GOAT, bro. You are the GOAT. Compure, pure bias on my end. The, the stuff you doing with the school, like, bro, trust and believe. I'm rocking with you. Just when it comes to this. Yeah, this is where you lose me, bro. This is where I I ain't going with you on this one. This is just the one I, I just this is the one I can't go with you, bro. I gotta I gotta keep it a K, man. I gotta keep it real. I, I can't I can't go with you on that one. I can't go with you on that one.
You wanna you wanna argue with the bloggers and the people? You're gonna be doing that one by yourself. Not me. Next we have Alex Winter. Okay, oh okay, so dude from Bill and Ted. Okay, okay. Dude from Bill and Ted. I believe this is Bill. The dude who played Bill in Bill and Ted. Bill. Because I think Keanu Reeves was Ted. I'm not sure. But uh, his tweet reads, Elon Musk taking over Twitter and making it a private company with less oversight has immediately made the platform more prone to hate speech, targeted attacks, and the spread of disinformation. If Twitter returns to being a public company run by rational actors, many of us will return. Okay, so he said, I'm gone. He was like, I'm going to, on the same hill, he, he he on the same sword, gone. Shonda Rhimes is the next person, the creator of the hit series, Grey's Anatomy. Okay, shout out to Shonda. What's up, Shonda? Shout out to Shonda. Uh, she has about 2 million followers. She says, not hanging around for whatever Elon has planned by. She's gone. Uh, who else? Josh Gad. Disney and Broadway actor Gad said he was not, quote unquote, not sure if he would stay on Twitter much longer. Um, he says freedom of speech is great. Hate speech intended to harm with no consequences ain't what I signed up for. Ah, oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So everybody is dying on this hate speech, free speech hill. Um, everybody is dying on this hill, man. They dying on this sword. And it's kind of sad to see. Now, this is now I just want to say something. I just want to say something because I know a lot of y'all listening to this like, what? You you promote, you you support hate speech? You Did I say I support hate speech, fool? Did I say I do this, I do that? Did I say? No, I did not. I said there needs to be a balance. If you want free speech, that means you want free speech for the cool people and the hating ass motherfucker that want to talk some shit. Because that's taking away the rights of people still. Bruh, I grew up hearing white people call me niggers, wanting all kinds of crazy shit. People, see, look, this is why y'all need to y'all need to pay me. Bro, you're going to have to pay me, bro, because I'm going to say what I need to say. I done grew up with motherfuckers calling me all kinds of shit all up and down the block all day long. I didn't heard the worst of the worst file of the file out here just being a black man in America. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I don't, I didn't and don't like what some people say and how they describe black people. I don't like how people approach black people. I don't like how people speak. Just pretty much, I don't like how people speak about black people, especially when the, when the context and connotation is negative. I do not like it. I don't like it. But I also live in the greatest country of all mankind as of right now, called America, North America more specifically. And what does that mean? Freedom of speech. Which means I have the freedom to say anything in the world. I can say anything, whether it's the most positive thing of all time or if it's the most negative thing of all time. I can say it. I can speak it. Freedom of speech. Speak, speak. I can speak it. That does not mean I have to agree with it. I don't agree with racism. I don't agree with a lot of things. But at the end of the day, if I want to be able to get on Twitter and say a bunch of ish, there has to be a balance. 
which means I'm going to have to block and mute and delete all the negative accounts, all the negative people, all the people who want to use they who want to use the uh what's the word I'm looking for? Who wants to use the provided platforms that everyone around the world can see to spew ne spew and be negative? I'm going to have to block them. Get I'm going to have to get rid of them and get them on up out of here. As far as everybody else, hey, we it's cool, it's positive, whatever. I'm not trying to look for a certain narrative on my timeline, nothing. I know what I do and don't want to see. You listening, you know what you do and don't want to see. You know what you do and don't agree with when people say out of, out of pocket left field shit. You know what you know what the hell ain't, ain't cool and what ain't cool. So let's stop with the semantic and antics. This is just, I ain't even talking about the celebrities. I'm just talking about period. The semantics and antics. Let's stop with that bullshit. Let's stop with it. Because if everybody want to play semantic and antics, okay, well, then just call it straight. Everybody, go, you're going to sit here and be confused and you're going to start malfunctioning like a robot because, oh, wait, uh, 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 uh. What the hell? Like, no, so let's cut it out. When it comes to free speech, free speech is for everybody, even if you a negative motherfucker. Even if you negative as hell, you can't do nothing but speak negative, think negative, talk negative, do negative. You still get freedom of speech. Take freedom of speech away from them. This might as well be a dictatorship, which it low key is. So at the end of the day. At the end of the day. What did I say? Everything is unbalanced. Everything is unbalanced. I'm the guy Libra. Y'all know how I come on this show. It's your boy, Dead Gamer, a.k.a. Player One, the God himself. Come on, bro. That's what I think of myself. I'm pushing that energy out there. I'm pushing positivity out there. I'm being transparent down the middle with it. I know. I know it because it's in me and on me. Understand something. That's what it is. Point blank, period. You can't, you can't pick and choose who get to do and say what. That's not freedom. You can't pick and choose. You just can't. That's not. I'm about to get mad, bro. I'm about to get real mad. You just can't. That's just, that's not what freedom is. Trust and believe. I'm not in agreement with nobody on any platform spewing hate speech against black people, a.k.a. melanated people, Asian people. None of that. I'm not with no slandering. No defaming the characters. No putting nothing on people's name. I ain't with none of that. But at the end of the day, if you want to take away freedom of speech, that means taking away your own freedom of speech. You ain't taking away my freedom of speech. I tell, I look, let me put it to you like this about me personally. I would have hit the mic again. Let me tell y'all about this about me personally. I would have been a dead nigga. If this was slavery, I would have been a dead nigga. Because I ain't shutting the fuck up. Y'all ever watch Roots? They whipped that man. They whipped Kunta so much until he said his name was Toby. You got me fucked up. That ain't my name. That ain't my name, bro. And if I say my name, Toby, I'm plotting on killing your ass. Straight up. That ain't my name, bro. Toby ain't my name. And I'll be damned if I'm going to walk around this, this whole fucking planet being called something I'm not. You got me fucked up. So I'm going to do something about it. But you want to know the funny thing about that? Here in America, you have this weird ideology and thought process that'll make you the, the wrong person for actually standing up for yourself and doing for yourself 
versus just letting somebody do something to you. And I ain't never been with that. And that's the story of my life, which is why y'all see me and I'm doing this and I'm doing this by myself, on myself, for myself, by myself, all that. I stand on my own ten. I live and die by my own hands. The spells and the shit going on in this fucking world is fucked up. Straight up. Excuse the language for the sensitive ears, but it's fucked up. These motherfuckers that put spells on everybody, everybody in the world, even some of your family members. To this day. To this day, like Deontay Wilder, bro. What I'm saying is the fucking truth. And because I speak the truth, guess what? They're going to suppress it. It ain't going to get monetized, even if I'm on Rumble. And that's just the facts about it. So like I told y'all, oh, the moment this shit ain't uploaded no more, you're going to be trying to find me and track me down. Why you don't do this no more, bro? What you doing? You all right? I'm going be like, oh, everything cool. Your ass should have paid $5. That's all I was asking for. All I asked was for five fucking dollars. Y'all know motherfuckers sitting here fucking trying to put fucking three red dots on a fucking white canvas to say, I want a half a million. Bro, what is that? <laughs> like, no, nah, man. So, um, no, just understand that I understand everybody don't agree with hate speech. I don't agree with hate speech either. But if you want to take away their freedom of speech, that's taking away yours. As fucked up as it is to say. So if we about to have the Iron Man and Captain America Civil War bucked in, let's buck Captain America all day. I think that's the right side in comparison to this real world analogy here. Captain America would be on my side. Yeah, Captain America would be on my side. Oh, why you pick Captain America? Because Captain America, just like Batman, he ain't got no powers. He's just a regular dude and he got them hands. He got the work. <laughs> like, that's it. That's all you need. Hey, all I need is me. I don't need nothing else. Well, I'll fight, I'll fight Iron Man, I'll fight Spider-Man, I'll fight all y'all. <laughs> and I'll whoop on you too. I'll whoop on all y'all. Batman, same way. Yeah, yeah, you're right, I'm rich. You're right, I'm the rich motherfucker with all the bread and with the body to back it up. I'm, bruh, I'm Batman. I'm one of the people who actually survived the dark side Omega Bean. Y'all ain't shit. <laughs> I'm that nigga, I'm that nigga, bruh. I'm him. I'm, hey, I'm him. I'm him. All right. <laughs> Got me turned up out here. About to go crazy in this mug, man. About to have me going crazy out here. Excuse all that language for the sensitive ears, too. I know y'all was like, oh, oh, I know y'all was like, what the hell? Hold up. I know that's what y'all was like. I know y'all was like, ooh, he turned up. Ooh, 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 ooh. But that's going to do it for this episode of The Gamers Den. If you like this episode, make sure you rate it five stars. Make sure you like and subscribe if you're on the visual platforms. Don't forget, it's every Tuesday and every Thursday. Episodes uploaded every Tuesday and every Thursday. Uh, make sure y'all subscribe. Hit all the links in the description. Once again, if you want to monetarily support the RSS page, should have crypto options for you to support monetarily. And the PayPal uh, donation link should be there, um, whatever the case may be. And just liking and subscribing as well. And just supporting and all that. Sharing it. All that good stuff. You know, I'm in real time. I'm on, I'm, in, I'm in real time, not on your time. And um, good night and good morning to everybody around the world. Shout out to the world. We alive. We up. Shout out to everybody on they pushing they positive, pushing that positivity, standing on their 10. And um, yeah, man, we going global. We going global, forever mobile, 
And uh, hey, I'm going to catch y'all next time. Gone.